everyone. My name is Jonathan Fries, and you are listening to What the Fuck? Where we talk about topics that have caused so much damage, people don't come to church anymore. I'm the senior pastor of Music of Life Church Appleton, and I'm joined by the senior pastor of Music of Life Church Kimberly, Pastor Joel Swakowski. Hey, Pastor Joel. Hey, Pastor Jonathan. How you doing? Doing. Ooh, did know. you get some new sound effects there? Yeah, man. Working in. Yeah. Pew, pew. <laughs> the lasers. Pew. Oh, nice. Yep. Oh, yeah. Just when I was like, hi, Master Joel. I was just, uh, anyway. <laughs> just hamming it up today. Yeah, I'm excited, man. We're, you know, season four, yeah. episode two. It's flying by. We're having a great time. Yep. Excited to be here. Today, we're talking about. The Axe Church, four causes. Mm, nice. Great topic. So it's uh sounds like kind of an interesting topic. Uh it's it's a colon four causes on my page. Yeah. So I'm yep. excited to see what the Axe Church and four causes have in common. So would you give us some background or some history on this topic, Pastor Joel? Sure thing. So after last episode, we've determined that we are going to need to spend some substantial time unpacking this church theme. And you're probably, I know you're, you're familiar, I'm sure our listeners are too, that really Christians use the Acts Church as the example. It's the pinnacle of all churches it's what we all aspire to be yep so that's where we're going to start that's what we're going to look at and the background the history begins with four causes mm. which are listed in acts 242 and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. So this is the background, the foundation that we need to start with when we're unpacking the church. If we're using the Acts Church as the example, we need to get to the causes of the Acts Church so that we can understand what we can do as a church in order to emulate that nice so that these causes are really where we need to start okay so that's where we begin is apostles doctrine is one fellowship is two breaking of bread is three and prayers is four in no specific order but those are these these four reasons for the axe church correct nice how have people been hurt by this in the church Well, overall, I wonder how many Christians would even know these four causes. Mm. How many would know how to define them, how to apply them? And in large part, church for for everyone and and even Christians is, is often seen as a place to go to or a building, not a system of people that is founded on these four causes. So that's really a big picture overview of this entire issue. Nice. 
So in this topic of the Acts Church and the four causes for the Acts Church, when this impacts the church, we're going to see a a strict side and a loose side for how it's divided the church in a sense. So can you give us what the strict perspective believes on this topic? Yeah, so the strict perspective has superficial definitions for each of these four causes, which we're going to cover in later episodes. We'll do an episode, we'll do an entire episode on each of these. And these people on the strict side see effects as causes, especially when it serves them. So, Hmm. for instance, I'm a pastor of a church. I want to flip causality and treat effects as causes when it, because it serves me. I can tell people that they need to focus on being in agreement in all things and having all things in common. Even when they don't agree, they need to just come to some agreement. Uh, they need to share their goods with one another. And they need to bring people to church. Hmm. Go out and do this witnessing, do this evangelizing as if this is the stuff you need to focus on because we're a church. So it's this a list of all these effects, essentially all things in common, sharing all your goods, bringing people to church, going to church, do these things, do these things, do these things, give, 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 serve me, serve me, serve me. So having all things in common, sharing your goods, bringing people to church, none of those are the four causes of church that you listed. Right. Okay. So and the, so what you are saying is those are effects, those are results of this. So how do the people in the strict perspective support their beliefs with the Bible. Well, so Acts 2.42 covers the four causes, right? So we have apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking in bread, prayer. Acts 43 through 47 cover a list of really amazing effects or the results of those four causes that we all want. Mm. The issue is when I take verses 43 through 47 and turn those into the causes. So let me read them for you. And you'll see how basically what I just shared about the strict side does take all of those things from the scriptures. 43 through 47 says, and fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles and all that believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. So notice, that's amazing, right? I love these verses. Yeah, incredible. When I, when I, single out verses 43 through 47 as if these are the things I need to intentionally do. And these are the things that I need to tell 
my church people to intentionally do, I'm abusing causality and introducing contradictions into how we operate as a church. The causes are in verse 42, apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, prayer. When I do those things and when I do those things right, verses 43 through 47 are the results the fruit that manifests and essentially i could see verses 43 through 47 can be even used as a type of measure for how successfully i am doing the causes and especially this one i really want to pinpoint one thing because something we covered in the last episode and it's going to be beneficial to mention again when the four causes of church are successful the lord will add to the church Now, I shouldn't use that as a reason to not witness and evangelize, but one of the measures that a church is successful is when God continues to bring people to that church. Amazing. Wow, that is huge. How would you handle an interaction with someone who held the strict perspective? Well, I could ask the person, what are the causes of church? Or... Another way of saying that is what are the principles that the church is founded on? We will see that we ought to ask what the definition of each cause is. So not only, not only would it be a benefit for me to ask this person, what are the causes of church? But it, after they give the answer or I help them understand the answer, it would be a benefit to ask the definition of each one of those causes as well. But another, like a, maybe a more overarching question, a a bigger picture question to ask would be simply, what are the benefits of church? Mm. And how do I make all of these benefits happen? Nice. Okay. I want to summarize where we're at right now. So the strict perspective, the strict side takes these lists of effects so not the four causes, but they take the list in Acts 2, 43 through 47 uh, and turns them into a list of behaviors that we would need to focus on and do. Yes. Which results in us ignoring the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. Right. So what the church is doing or the the strict side, how the strict side of the people in church respond is we need to be in agreement with all things. We need to have all things in common. We need to we need to be witnessing and evangelizing and seemingly essentially we're responsible for adding to the church, not the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great time. To take a call, let's go ahead and take a call from Pastor Richard Tater. All right. Go ahead, Pastor Tater. You are on the line. Pastor Joe, Pastor Jonathan, it is I, Pastor Richard Tater, calling from McMillan, Alabama. This was one of the topics Dickie and I discussed that did not end well. His church is meeting in his home that's not church church is a building you go to every sunday morning sunday evening and midweek what did rich say he told me church refers to the people the ecclesia 
Whoa, okay. Did you disagree with that? Yo, Pastor Joel, I, I know Dickie is right. Uh, technically, it's just that I'd always dreamt of leaving Dickie a big, beautiful building to pastor in. I even told him that. And what did he say? Uh, he said, <clears throat> Lock in Texas. Ouch. I know the church is the people. I guess I'm having a hard time giving up some of my traditions. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to hang up and listen to y'all. Uh, this was my favorite podcast. To hate. God bless. All right. Thank you for the call, Pastor Tater. Always great to hear from you. Uh, Pastor Joel, kind of interesting that Pastor Tater knows that Pastor Rich is right. However, as you and I both know from our personal experience and our experience with other people, traditions do take some time to break. Yeah, absolutely. And and what I think was pretty interesting is Pastor Tater shared with us really um, a confrontation, an indirect confrontation that Pastor Rich shared with him when he said like in texas really he's confronting pastor tater about well have you had a big building in texas and that didn't work out well for you so why would i want a big building now so it's pretty great that not only did rich confront him in that but it sounds like pastor tater recognizes he does have tradition and i agree you know you, you and i have a lot of experience with traditions of our own and then dealing oh, yeah. with pastors and leaders who are who have traditional beliefs and it is refreshing to see a a man a pastor like pastor tater at least recognize he's got a bunch of work to uncover still and a bunch of traditions to repair and that's great you know and those traditions in a, in a man like Pastor Tater, who has so much life experiences, is very deeply rooted. Mm -hmm. And just because he's learned God's doctrine, he's been through the restoration process, he's found a bunch of areas he's wrong in, it doesn't mean that all his flawed beliefs have been fixed. Nice. Great I mean, point. you and I are still finding big areas in our lives that need yep. to be fixed. Yep. So Pastor Tater, no, you're still listening. You're not alone. We're here for you. And yeah. we really look up to you how you're handling all this. And I see where he's coming from. I've met a lot of pastors who show off their building like it is their church. Wow. Awesome. Yes. Thank you, Pastor Tater. Thank you for that, Pastor Joel. I think it's awesome that that, that, that question that Rich asked is such you know, we talk about unconscious confrontations Yeah, to be able to ask that in and bring to mind all of the past that Tater, you know, was, was, uh, dealing with is pretty incredible. Right. It really you know? was. So great, great response, Rich. Okay. What's the other side of the argument? We covered the strict side. What's the loose side, Pastor Joel? The loose side would be a person with this type of mentality. What causes, Pastor Jonathan? I go to church every week. Mm. Point being, these people are merely seeing the church as the place they go to. 
And primarily they go to that place because they don't want to feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And so much of the loose side people hold to a belief for this perspective that, that really facilitates them not feeling bad and not causing other people to feel bad. So I go to church so I don't feel guilty. And church is that place that I go to. So causes, I mean, what, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean causes of church? They don't want to be held to the causes and they don't want to hold others to the causes. And they may even say something like this. Well, Pastor Jonathan, I try to do all those things that it says in the book of Acts. I can't help if other people don't. I guess the church is just kind of messy. Hmm. I've heard a statement like that many many times got it how have people been hurt by that perspective well the bible shows us what we need to focus on in order to be successful as a church yet we either ignore it or we rationalize it away as to why we aren't doing those causes and really people are being hurt because they're not experiencing the benefits of church and Unfortunately, the Lord isn't adding more people to the church when we aren't doing the causes. Mm. So I wonder, how much are we hindering the Lord from sending more people to the church because we aren't doing the causes? Or in other words, how many more people would he be sending to the church if we were doing the causes? Amazing. Great question. How would you handle an interaction with someone who held this loose perspective well i love this question are you seeing signs and wonders in your church right yeah that's one of the one of the effects listed in verses 43 through 47 in acts chapter 2 but i could also ask what's the benefit of going to church and and really this gets so this gets down to this i go to church so i don't feel guilty but is that really a benefit or a lack of a detriment i'm i'm trying to go not to feel good. I just don't want to feel bad. Here's another one. Are greater things happening in your church than when Jesus was on earth? Dude. So remember, Jesus said, <laughs> do greater things than him. And this, we talked about that in the season finale of season three, discipleship. But a real simple one. For those of you listening, here's a real simple one. If you're dealing with a person on this loose side. Is church the people or the place? And it doesn't even really matter if they answer. What matters is the question and how it is going to reach that person who's on the loose side. So if they don't like the question, if they don't answer it, that's fine. Just walk away or thank them for listening to you or, you know, buy them a cup of coffee. There you go. Great, great questions, man. Those are zingers. Yeah, they are. Those are zinging me right now. Uh huh. So, so now I need to sit here and finish this podcast with you. I can't, we just can't be done while I take an account for Music of Life Church Appleton. <laughs> right. So we have to keep talking while, while we're uh, sitting here thinking about verses 43 through 47 and are our churches experiencing the amazing effects listed when a church does the causes? Yeah. Oh, man. Painful. Well, let's take a cue from Pastor Tater and consider it, right? Let's. Doesn't matter so much 
the areas where we're wrong. It matters how we respond to them. And Pastor Tater has yeah. been showing us he's responding really well. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good encouragement, PJ. Thank you. Okay. So when you see this going on in the church, the strict side and the loose side and the people that are caught in it, what are your, what are your thoughts in this topic? My thoughts get categorized in three different people, three different groups of people. There's the group I feel sorry for. These are people who do equate the going to a building and even the building itself as if that's church. These people may have never really experienced church the way God intended, hence feeling sorry for them. Mm. And these people are often hurting others by evangelizing the benefits of Christianity, the benefits of church in a wrong way. These people have never really experienced church the way God intended. What type of amplification are they sharing with others about church? Most likely it's flawed. Hmm. There's the group of people, I understand why they do what they do. These are are the people who go to church even when they know it's not being run the way it should or managed the way it should or led the way it should. Or even the people who leave the church for that same reason. Because these people know that church is supposed to be a benefit. Yeah. But have instead experienced their greatest source of damage from church. Right. And then there's the people I'm impressed with. These are people who know and intentionally do the four causes of church. It's not just the pastor's job to do those. Yes, he should facilitate them. But it is up to Christians at large for us to all be a part of doing these four causes and to help others do these as well. Now, these people I'm impressed with have learned to give up control over the effects and have seen that the four causes are the drivers to the church. And these can be done in any building. Yes, a temple or in a home. Nice. Which brings us to the ultimate answer. What is the ultimate answer, Pastor Joel? The ultimate answer is the Acts Church was founded on these four causes. The Apostles' Doctrine, Fellowship, Breaking of Bread, and Prayer. Look at Acts 2.42 if you need to for yourself. I highly encourage it. But we talked about in the last episode hurdles and drivers. Right, we did. These four causes are the drivers of the church. Meaning these are the very things we ought to be focused on doing more over time with no finish line. Nice. And church is one of the main benefits of being a Christian. If we want the benefits of the Acts Church, we need to do the causes of the Acts Church. Then the effects, the results we want will come naturally. Then we will see the signs and wonders that we all want to experience. Thank you, Pastor Joel. This has been What the Flock. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, if you've been hurt by church, you're not alone. We're here for you.